Welcome to Rediscovering Earth's Lost Topography, where we discuss different areas that we go to undiscovered or areas that we wanted to talk about that have been discovered and have been forgotten about. Many of these areas we have to go off the beaten path to find. Some of these areas that we go off the beaten path, we always carry safety equipment. Sometimes it's ropes, sometimes it's whistles, sometimes it's compass, and we're going to actually bring that up on some of the upcoming podcasts so you guys know not only about the specific areas, but also the type of gear that we carry. We will be talking to manufacturers and owners of these companies. We'll be talking to other guests that use whistles and compasses. and But we want our listeners to be safe when they go out and not to just go out and go off the beaten path and lose track of where you're at. Because a lot of times people don't realize you only need to go 50 feet to 100 feet off of a beaten path and then turn around and realize you can no longer see the path. So from this point forward, not only are we going to be talking about specific areas and locations, but we're also going to be talking about products that, you know, we carry, that we use. That way it's up to the listeners if you guys are interested, but I will do a lot of research on different products and equipment prior to stating, you know, what is the information about the product. Today we are at Creefcore Park and we're going to be discussing the storm whistle. Today we have with us Howard Wright is the inventor of the storm whistle. He created that when he was 14 years old. It is a very loud whistle. That's one that we carry with us when we're out in the woods. Whenever I go out, I'll explain to you why I carry compass and map and stuff like that as well. I don't normally like using electronic devices in some of the areas I go to, but we'll bring all that up in upcoming podcasts so that way you guys will know what we use that's up to you guys whether you want to use the type of stuff that we use or if you want to use a specific product that you guys have that you really like but just as long as you use safety out there when you do go out off trail or anywhere like that so thank you we will still be talking about specific areas but we're just adding in the gear factor of what we carry so that way our listeners are safe as well if you do choose to go to specific areas or if you have a specific area that you want to go to again today my guest is howard wright we're here at creek core park thank you howard for being part of the show thanks ron It's great to be here on this beautiful day at Creevecore Lake. Anyway, I'm Howard Wright. I'm the inventor of the Storm Whistle. And I just want to say what a pleasure it is to be here. Um, I invented the Storm Whistle when I was a kid, only 14 years old. It never entered my mind that I'd be selling it in in over 100 countries. So I really appreciate RELT and all you guys at the podcast to to come together with me and, and help tell people about how important it is to be safe when you enter the the world around us. The whistle is actually a tool. We were talking about that prior to the podcast. I think 
everybody that's walking around the trails here should carry a whistle just due to the fact that if they need help, they can blow this. But I did want to bring up my second guest. His name is Chris. He's with Midwest Scuba. They're located in St. Charles, Missouri. Um, and we will, I'm going to turn the mic over to Chris. Thank you, Chris, for being part of the show. Thank you, Ron, for having me. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, my name is Chris Pennock. I own Midwest Scuba in St. Charles, Missouri. Um, but uh, we've been carrying the storm whistle for, I can't remember how many years, at least the last decade. Um, and uh, um, I never knew they were made here in St. Louis, which is fantastic. And um, and now it's like, hey, I don't know, let's carry more and more. Uh, but uh, they are a requirement of our staff to have a, 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 a visual and an auditory uh, signaling device uh, whenever uh, diving, whenever teaching classes. And so the uh, storm whistle is the best in the industry, so all of the staff carry them and carry them when they're, uh, when they're doing other activities as well. Um, and so it's just a fantastic tool that r- there's no reason not to have one light, convenient, and, uh, and just super loud. So um, at the dive site, if you need to blow that whistle and get help, you, you let her rip. And uh, uh, it takes me back immediately, you know, to, uh, to, to you know, needing to, uh, to provide rescue. And, and, uh, uh, and so, uh, so, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's just a fantastic tool and, uh, and you can't, uh, can't lose with it. The, the one thing I did want to ask Chris, because um, you do actual training, right? Yes, sir. So when you do your training, um, what is the furthest, the underwater, that you've actually used this whistle blowing this whistle and actually heard it underwater can you give us some information on that yeah, sure um so uh so above water and underwater uh, is really the uh, the attract that we have uh, to the storm whistle in the first place um we teach recreational depths when you're going down just for the fun of it and not really getting to where you can do anything particularly dangerous um you're hitting depths of 130 feet and blowing that whistle and it'll be heard at the surface It'll be maybe felt at the surface if you're standing on a on a on a boat with your bare feet or something like that. Uh, it will uh, it will immediately get a tr- attention uh, uh, almost through the top side as well, but it'll carry through the water like you wouldn't believe. Um, it's hard to sometimes understand the direction of sound uh, underwater because it moves way faster than it does in air, uh, and simply you you don't have as much delay from when it hits one ear to the other, and you can't tell if it's coming from the left or right, but. As you swim in one direction, you're taking a guess. If you're, if that starts getting quieter, turn around, and you're going to find somebody if you keep searching around and they keep blowing that whistle underwater. So 130 feet, and you can keep on going and blowing that thing. Yes, sir. Back to Howard. Um, when you design this whistle, this whistle is actually just one part. Is that correct? There's no bead in there. Is that correct, or is there a bead that is inside? There is a small bead inside the whistle. The way the whistle works, it's got a modified Helmholtz resonator, which is a box that resonates the sound, and we get a single frequency from it. In order for it to to, um, abide by SOLAS, which is the International Emergency and Safety Organization that controls all maritime whistles, it's got to have a a thrumming sound, Uh, that, that kind of thing going. The whistle enables it to go back and forth in sound so it's easier to hear. And by the way, the whistle's also tuned to go th- right through glass so um it, it it works even if somebody happens to be inside of a booth um so if you're above ground and you're and um you're taking a walk and there's a police officer in a car or in a safety booth they can hear it through the glass our other guest which is perry i want to introduce perry to you he's from the alpine shop 
and Perry has experience with the storm whistles as well. Um, Perry's a kayaker, and uh, welcome back to the show, Perry. Thank you for, for coming down to Creep Corps and being part of the show. Thanks for having me, Ron. Uh, so I'm a wilderness first responder. I've been teaching wilderness first aid classes since forever. I teach uh, a lot of kayak classes, and I preach at everybody's safety, safety, safety. And a big part of safety is emergency communication. So, yeah, I was really happy when I heard uh, that you were doing this. Yeah, I've, I've had a storm whistle, I guess, I don't know how many years. And uh, it's always on my life jacket, and I always have one on my backpack, too. So not only is a storm whistle important, in serious, serious situations. Let me just say, you know, we're so proud of the fact that we're using um, uh, people here in St. Louis to manufacture the whistle. And we're so proud of the fact that we have packaged at a sheltered workshop, Lafayette Industries. So I really encourage you to go by Alpine Shop. Go by Midwest Scuba. They're great people. Keep everything here in Missouri. It's a way to go. The really cool thing that, you know, we do want to stay, you did mention that you sell all over the world. Okay, because we have listeners from Germany. We have listeners from Ireland. We have listeners from India. We have listeners from all over the place. The international signal is the you need help blow, which will be three blasts from the whistle. So when you throw three blasts out of a whistle, that is the international signal for I need help. Um so if you do that, there's basically, you might have to do it a couple times, but do separate it. Don't do three blasts, three blasts, three blasts. Do three blasts and then wait 15 seconds, blow another three blasts. Even if you have, you know, issues getting air out, I can say that if you can get that whistle to your mouth, you can put enough air out to where that storm whistle will put enough air or enough sound out in air to where we can you can be heard um i'm gonna hand this over to perry hang on so ron just went over what you're supposed to do you can't be afraid to go out in the wilderness but when somebody needs help blow that whistle and, uh, you know, us divers, you get into an incident, which is few and far between, but it's just shocking. And divers are people like you and me and, and the this chiropractor and this electrician over here. And, and so we got this whistle, something bad's happening. You grab that whistle and blow it. And every time you hear that whistle, it is bad. Every time you hear the whistle, it is bad. Um, and so... Uh, um, but uh, but yeah, so like you know, if, if I if I was a whistle blowing, I'd go kind of investigate, and you might find some kid blowing it or somebody messing around, but uh, or somebody testing it out. You know, it's use these things, practice with these things, because when all of a sudden an emergency happens, you're just going to go back to that that mechanical training that your muscle memory of what did I do, and uh, and and you need to be able to uh, to signal for help, uh, like your your emergency communication. And, and uh, yeah, I agree. Anything else, Perry, on on that? So you might think that we're exaggerating here, talking about whistles and everything, but bear with me for a second. I'm going to guess that most people who listen to this podcast, you've been to a concert, you've been to a sporting event, and you've yelled and you've lost your voice. If you're in trouble and you're trying to yell help, you're going to lose your voice pretty quickly. Uh, having a whistle, it carries further. Uh, it gets people's attention, and it doesn't take nearly as much energy is yelling uh you just 
Yeah, carry an emergency communication with you is, is our main point with all of this. Look around online. I do also want to mention that Howard has YouTube videos out there on the storm whistle. Yeah, one is from about uh, 35 years ago when I had hair. And it's, uh, it is quite impressive seeing me when I'm, when I'm a little younger. So anyway, thank you very much, Ron. And I want to thank you guys for coming out and actually being part of the podcast and basically spending your time, you know, get this information out to people. Because I really, truly do believe that, you know, I've been outdoors for almost all my life and safety is number one. Thank you, Ron. I I, I wanted to just add real quick so we're standing on the side of Crevecore lake and for paddling and other things it's beautiful and obviously so uh but we're standing here on this huge lake so we dive at a we dive at a, an area is called uh, uh mermet springs which is in southern illinois uh, it's right like metropolis area when you before you hit paducah they've put so much into that place to, to dive and it's so awesome to go they have an underwater recall system underwater speakers so they can calm under the water and it blasts out there's one speaker source in a very large body of water not this big not this big, but pretty darn close and a lot de- deeper. Um, and they've got one speaker source, and it carries through that whole thing. And, they, and when they're not using it for emergency recall, they play, like, music. So basically kind of like what you might hear on Casey is uh, is blasting through there while you're diving. You're like, is this? Or, uh, or, or maybe a little Jimmy Buffett. You're like, is this Buffett? You know what I'm hearing? Uh, but uh, um, and it carries so well. So, so thank you. Yep, thank you. I definitely appreciate all you guys coming out to be part of this podcast i really hope that this uh helps a lot of people out there find another way of getting help carry one of these things they don't weigh nothing they got a keychain on them there's no reason not to have whistle with you Uh, on my life jacket i also have one on my gear bag i have one on my backpack so it's the whistle that i go to but thank you guys for uh, being part of the show. Thank you for coming to Creefcore Park. I want to thank all my listeners. I also want to let you know to always be prepared when you go out into the wilderness, out into the woods, when you go off trail. Always stay prepared and be ready for the unknown. Thank you for listening. And if you have not uh, liked or followed or subscribed, go ahead and hit that bell icon, like and subscribe. And stay up to date for the new podcasts coming out. We have new podcasts coming out at least a couple times a month. So please stay up to date. And you guys have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.